It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Wow, my levers are super hot. Let me bring my shiz down. Hello, everybody. How are you guys? Good to see you. Welcome to the big show. Today, we're going to find out how the right titles make more money with your music. Very cool. And I'm going to reveal something that I think is so like incredibly cool somewhere around halfway through today's show that you're going to be going, holy, holy moly. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. Holy moly. Um, let me bring down this microphone a pinch. System preferences. Where the heck is that thing? There we go. All right all is good um so i hope you guys had a good weekend um i didn't because <laughs> i spent the entire weekend prepping for today's show doing a ton of research but i'm really really happy with what i discovered and think you guys are really really gonna like it so uh before we get into the meat of today's subject i want to remind you guys to subscribe to this channel if you're not already a subscriber and if you like the content that you're going to learn today Give us a thumbs up. Make YouTube like us better. Make their algorithm love us. Um, so today we're going to learn about how the right titles can help you make more money with your music, especially in sync licensing. Um, it's a favorite topic of mine. I've done a few shows where I've touched on it. I think I did one show in particular that was dedicated just to titles. Um, I've been teaching uh, our members about the value of great titles and how they make you more money for, I don't know, easily a decade, I would think. But today I'm going to turn you on to something I think is pretty revolutionary. So hang in there for the duration. Don't miss out on this. So why are titles so important? Well, because they drive end users to listen to your music. It's that simple. But you might ask, who are the end users? Well, in the music licensing world, they're primarily music supervisors and video editors. And while some musicians still believe that songs and instrumentals get chosen because they're great, to some degree, maybe a large degree, I disagree with that. I mean, music has to be great. It can't be bad music or mediocre music, really, um, and get chosen because of a title. But people in the industry don't choose, in the sync industry, the music licensing side of the industry, they don't choose music because it's great and then rewrite the scene and re, you know, write the dialogue and reshoot and re-edit. We've been over this before. Um, I've been involved with the music licensing or sync side of the music business for decades. And I've had hundreds, maybe even thousands of conversations over those many, many years with music supervisors and editors. Uh, and what I've learned from them is that they choose music because it solves a problem for them. What is that problem? They need to find music that enhances a mood or an emotion and or enhances the energy and action in a scene not about finding the best song or instrumental. It's actually about finding the best piece of music for enhancing the mood, the emotion, 
the action or the energy in a particular scene. So you might have written the best song that a music supervisor or editor has ever heard in his or her entire life, but as much as they might love it personally, if it doesn't solve that problem of enhancing the mood, emotion, action, or energy, it's not going to get placed in the scene, right? So now let's consider how they search for a piece of music. And this is the part where you really need to pay attention if you've never heard this before. I know a lot of you guys know this stuff already because you've been watching Taxi TV and the Quarantinis for, for years, but a lot of people watching are probably new, so they really need to pay attention to this. How do they search for a piece of music? Well, while many music supervisors are musicians themselves and they speak the language, they may or may not think about what they need in musical terms. Some video editors I know are also musicians, but many of them are not. So if they're searching for something uplifting, how often do you think that they think, oh, I need something in a major key, not a minor key? Not often would be my guess. Music supervisors on films or scripted TV shows often search differently than how an editor would on a video editor on a reality TV show that uses primarily instrumental cues. Um, a music supervisor working on a film is often replacing songs that have already been temped in. And they've been temped in maybe by the film's director, uh, these are songs that I think would be great, but that's based on their own personal knowledge, which is usually infinitesimally small compared to what a music supervisor knows. Um, and I mean knowledge of, like, you know, the giant catalog of music in the sky. Um, most of us humans probably know a few thousand songs. A music supervisor can carry around 10, 20, 30,000 songs on their phone, just on their phone not to mention what they might have on their laptop or their desktop computer. Um, but maybe a music editor picks the temp music. I know that's the case oftentimes with score. They'll take score from other pictures, other films, and use that as temporary score um, to kind of give whoever's writing the score a general vibe or direction on which way to go. So the music supervisor's job in film is often finding replacements for hit songs that they might not be able to afford. In those cases, the supervisor might send out a brief that says something like, looking for a song to replace Billie Eilish's Ocean Eyes. Mid-tempo, female vocal, dreamy pop with lots of layered harmonies and dripping with reverb. Had to throw that in there because I love my reverb. If the lyric content in Billy's song really nails the emotion for the scene, they might actually specify a lyric theme or even specify keywords that would be great to find in the replacement's lyric, right? Of course, they're not going to say, the music supervisor is not going to say, and this is really important, I need something really close to Ocean Eyes. But considering a music supervisor hunting for music to a music supervisor is actually not picking the music they are hunting for the music that they are going to present as viable options to the director who's probably going to make the ultimate call for a feature film um, 
So, or, or maybe they're looking for something that's going to satisfy the producer, executive producer, who's the showrunner, the big cheese on, on a big hit TV show, not reality show on a regular scripted drama. Um, so what they're looking for is something that has similar qualities to Ocean Eyes um, and qualities that will make the true decision maker, be it the director or the executive producer, say, perfect, it works, and I love it. It might be the lyric that did it, might be the tempo, could be the instrumentation or the mood or even the key or the perfect blend of those elements. But for obvious reasons, it can't be a clone or a ripoff. It needs to be in the general category and aesthetic ballpark of Ocean Eyes, yet not so similar that it sounds derivative or cloned. A video editor choosing and laying in mostly instrumental music in a reality show usually doesn't have temp tracks to guide them. And they likely make their choices based on their own experience. If you do any job long enough and often enough, um, you're going to learn as you go. You don't get to be an editor on a reality TV show because you've got iMovie on your computer and you do really good home videos. I mean, to be an editor on a on a real reality show, a top reality show, you've got to be really good. You've got to understand story arc. You've got to understand dialogue. It's not just about, ooh, that's a cool background, or that's funny, I think I'll cut there. There's a lot that goes into it. So those video editors hope that the executive producer or whoever approves the music likes what they've chosen. And if they don't, the decision maker might give them notes like, I need something that's even funnier than in that scene. We've actually discussed this uh, several times on stage at the road rally. You know what? It's getting a little warm in here. I'm going to run over and lower my air conditioner. I'll be back in 10 seconds. <laughs> I guess those studio lights, they're killing me, I tell you. Um, anyway, so to repeat that, uh, a video editor choosing and laying in mostly instrumental music in a reality show usually doesn't have temp tracks to guide them and they rely on their own experience of having done it hundreds, probably thousand times thousands of times. They hope the executive producer or whoever approves the music that they uh, have chosen um, likes what they chose, but they may get notes back saying, I want something even funnier for that scene. So that's how they do it in reality TV. Um, it's important to know that most reality TV show editors have a digital bin, which is just a fancy word or not so fancy word for a really big hard drive of music that's been pre-approved by the production company's music supervisor. So in many cases on reality TV, there is a music supervisor that oversees the music that the editors are choosing. And how it works is that the production company that is creating that show cuts deals with two, three, maybe even four or five different music libraries. They cut deals, financial deals with them, um, sometimes those shows want to take a piece of the publisher's share or all of the publisher's share, and we all know that we hate it when the libraries reach out and say, we're taking writer's share from you uh, composers. Not cool. We do not approve of that. So 
the music supervisor, once the deals are cut, let's say it's three libraries on a particular reality show, and these libraries have been approved because of financial reasons and the, the quality of the music they've got is good enough and right enough. So then the music, <clears throat> excuse me, music supervisor sits down and goes through a gazillion tracks and then finds the stuff that's right for that show in his or her opinion and pulls that off, <clears throat> excuse me, to a, like a little sub file, a, you know, a subcategory of this is the music that works for this show. So that's what the editor on that show works from. So they may have, I don't know, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000, 20,000 tracks that have been approved for use, use on that particular show, right? Um, so they're categorized, obviously. They're searchable. So searchable by what, you might ask? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Got like a little thing going on down there. So searchable by what? Well, I went and looked at a bunch of different websites, a uh, bunch of different library websites. I read a few articles on how music editors or how video editors search for music. So they might look at things like category, mood, clearly. Tempo, important sometimes. You wouldn't put, you know, like a slow, dreamy pop song in a chase scene. You'd want something fast. Genre, and you know, I'm not so convinced that genre is used all that much because I'm not so convinced that a lot of people know genres and subgenres and subgenres another one of the search criteria. Um, orchestration, it could be, you know, small string section could be full orchestra. Um, era, that's important. Uh, current, or was it a show that takes place in the 90s? or in the 70s or whatever. So era is important most of the time. I would guesstimate 80 or 90% of the time the era is today. Um, what's the lead? Is it a female vocal, a male vocal, a, a duet, a, a choir? Um, and then of course, lyric theme, which can be very important. Um, and this particular one that I pasted in my notes has a sounds like artist or band where you would type in Fleetwood Mac or Billie Eilish or whatever vibe you're going for, it, it, especially if the director or executive producer had already recommended a piece of music that he or she loves but is totally out of budget for this show. Um, so you might want, let's say, that that executive producer or director absolutely loves, I don't know, Eric Clapton. So you would want to type that in. Um, more and more people are getting away from that in the industry because there have been lawsuits where um, people were asking for artists that are similar to something. Um, that's why we go to great lengths. Uh, when somebody hits us up for a replacement, we'll make a point of saying it at least a couple times in the listing that, yeah, they're looking for a replacement, but they're not looking for a clone. They don't want something that sounds too much or very much like Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish. They want something that's got that same largesse in the vocals and has that same kind of drippy reverb. Um, is that the right word? Drippy reverb? 
<laughs> that very liquidy reverb sound. Uh, it has a lot of those qualities, maybe even a female vocal that sounds a little bit like Billy. Certainly the, you know, the layered harmonies um, would go a long way. But in the end, they really, e even the show's producer or that finicky director doesn't want something that sounds so much like Billie Eilish that everybody ends up in a lawsuit. So, um, moods and emotions. Let's talk about that for a minute. And don't forget, I'm going to give away a copy of this excellent book today, which I'm going to use right now on the big show, Writing Production Music for TV by Steve Barden, The Road to Success. I bet he was in, you know, in, um, inspired to add that little subhead to his title, The Road to Success, because he's been a taxi member forever, right? It is a great book. Um, it, it's an incredibly great book. If you want to be in sync and you're not using this book, you don't want to be in sync very badly. And it's not very expensive. I believe that it's $29.99. Um, but if you're watching today's show, you could win one. See? I've got two. One, whoops. <laughs> one to give away, one to use as a reference. Um, there you go. Liz has put the link in the chat room. Okay, so I'm going to rip through these moods slash feelings. Happy and positive. This is like the big category. Happy and positive. Animated, beautiful, bold, blissful, brassy, bright, brilliant, bubbly, carefree, careful, caring, cartoony, cautious, celebratory, celestial, cheerful, classy, comical, confident, cool, curious, cute, delicate, delighted, determined, easy, ecstatic, blah, blah, blah. You know, I could be here. Eh. I've got time, but I, I don't think you want to hear every one of these. So these are moods or feelings. They can be found in Appendix B of Steve Barden's incredibly good book. And then he's got another category, which is sad, bad, and negative with abrasive, aggressive, angry, anguished. Here, I'm going to skip some alphabet stuff here. Um, brooding, chaotic, depressed, disenchanted, disillusioned, droning, evil, forceful, frantic, grating, helpless, hopeless, um, irreverent, jumpy, lonely, madness, mean, melancholic. Um, and then he's got some neutrals listed. He's got vegetative under bad. Yeah, if you're vegetative, that's not, it's never good. Unless, of course, you're a potato or a tomato or something. Um, Anyway, under neutral, accepting, acoustic, adventurous. So these would be descriptors that you would typically find um, in a brief, in a description of the kind of music somebody's looking for. Ambient, ancient, childlike, comforting, esoteric, exotic, fast, flowing, folksy, uh, high energy, heartfelt, humble, inquisitive, innocent, introspective, jerky, I love that one, laid back, light, uh, mechanical, melodramatic. Ooh, I like mechanical. That would be a really good descriptor for a brief where they're looking for music for, um, oh, what's the show where they show how certain products are manufactured, how they build that, how they do that, um, how it's built, whatever. Um, they show a lot of assembly line stuff. Mechanical, excuse me, mechanical music would be really good for that. Um, anyway, Pastoral, patriotic, peaceful, poignant, political, pounding, um, quintessential, racy, rambling, reflective, reverent, rhythmic, 
risque. Ooh. Um, let's see. Here's a word I've never encountered in my entire life. Roising, R-O-U-I-S-I-N-G. Come on, Barden. I know you're super smart, but you had to look that word up somewhere, right? Um, romantic, rootsy, and schmaltzy. Schmaltzy. Oh, there's more. But schmaltzy. Let's just stop with schmaltzy because it's so, so good. Um, so let's pretend that we do a search for some instrumental tracks that might be good for a funny scene in a reality show. We, uh, we could make short work of that by searching the keyword comedy rather than up-tempo or major key or pop or rock or guitar or calliope even. Um, so just merely search in a database of music uh, if you're the editor for comedy. And that way anything that is tagged with comedy that's in any genre is going to show up. All right. But now we're looking for a handful of possibilities to audition. And once we find a few, we're going to try them against picture to see what works and see what tells the story in the best possible way, including, of course, the emotion, the mood, action, and energy. I should get those shirts printed up in bumper stickers for the Road Rally, which is November 2nd through the 5th, right here in beautiful Los Angeles. Okay, so let's use our imagination for a moment and assume that a search for comedy, music that's tagged with the word comedy, um, on these playlists that are in a digital bin that have been approved by the overall music supervisor, not the actual music picker, but the person who says these would be good for possible uses in our show, 548 titles came up for comedy. Um, are we going to listen to every single one of those 548 cues? No. Is the video editor going to listen to 548 cues? No. If I had to estimate based on what we've seen at the Road Rally several times now, I would say that an editor typically spends three to five minutes searching for, auditioning, laying in a possibly editing the music in a particular, what they call a beat, not even a full scene. A beat is just a section of a scene. It's like a thought. Michael walks into the room, uh, puts his arm around his wife, gives her a kiss on the forehead and says, I love you, honey. That's a beat. The scene is everything that goes on in the kitchen. That, that might last a minute and a half. The beat might be nine seconds. So we need music for the beat. Um, and are we going to spend, are we going to listen to 548 titles one at a time all the way through? Well, songwriters, artists, composers, and producers, I hate to break the news to you, but no, they're not. They're going to scan. We're going to scan because we're the pretend editors in this scenario. We're going to scan that list of 548 titles. And we're going to see what jumps out because great titles telegraph what we can expect that music to sound like. That's really important. That's everything. Great titles will telegraph to the person scanning the 548 titles what that music is possibly going to sound like. And there's, that is the epitome of great titling. So... Going back to our pretend search, 
Let's say it's for a slapstick scene, sort of a physical comedy. Um, let's consider some titles that I personally have made up for this and see which ones do the best job of telegraphing what the music might sound like. Some of these are good, some of these not so good. Um, I'm going to read them all off and I'll go back and tell you um, what I think the good ones are. <laughs> I'm going to grade my own work. Anyway, um, <clears throat> Play Ball, Hoot and Holler, Laffy Taffy. I think I stole that. I think a taxi member had the title Laffy Taffy years ago. Um, Ducky Chuckles came up with that one all by myself. Uh, Soupy Sailors, another Lasco original. Laughing on the Inside, Silly Strings, Laffy Trappy, Hilarity Pop Hop, Slapstick Hip Hop, Energy Drinks on Me, Watership Downers, <laughs> and the last, <clears throat> Goofy Gumbo. So, um, out of all those Excuse me, I really got like a sticky one down there. My favorites are Laffy Taffy. Remember, we're looking for something that's comedic for physical slapstick comedy in a scene or a beat. Okay, um, so Laffy Taffy, not bad. That would probably make somebody stop and go, hmm, let me check that one out. Silly Strings, anything with the word silly in it lends itself well to slapstick, right? <clears throat> Laffy Trappy. I was very proud of myself when I came up with that one because Laffy Trappy not only tells you it's probably going to be funny, it also tells you that it's probably got some trap beats in it, right? So now you know two things. You know it's probably good for comedy and it's trap-based. Just saying. Um, Hilarity Pop Hop. That tells me that it's probably got some sort of poppy hip-hop under, you know, a funny lyric or a funny melody. <clears throat> and last but not least, Goofy Gumbo. That one telegraphs a couple of things. Goofiness, which is great for slapstick, physical comedy. Gumbo kind of infers that it's going to be music that you might hear in New Orleans, right? So now you know possibly two things from one title. So if I were the editor, I would go to those tracks, right? So there's just one simplified example of how a video editor might choose a well-titled track <clears throat> over some that are less well-titled, yet also showing up on the comedy playlist because whoever put the metadata in there entered comedy as part of the metadata. Now, hang on a second. I definitely... <clears throat> have something going on down there. It's quite embarrassing to do this on camera, but Okay, so that's just one oversimplified example of how a video editor might pick something. I spent several hours this past Saturday looking for great titles for this episode. I gotta tell you, <clears throat> if you ever want to take on a daunting challenge, go to several different music libraries. I think I went to, I don't know, five, six libraries ranging from little boutique shops up to massive, like, mega libraries. Um, and I was shocked to find out that there are far more mediocre and bad titles in all of these libraries than there are great ones. 
shocked, I tell you. I mean, absolutely shocked. Um, especially with the mega libraries that have, you know, a huge staff of people. I can understand if it's a boutique library with 2,000 tracks in it, and it's basically one or two people running that company. And there are a lot of those out there. Some of them are really good quality companies, and they run listings with Taxi, and they get lots of placements. What they don't have is a lot of time to go in and start correcting titles from stuff that may have aged out. Maybe the title was a good idea seven years ago when they put that track in the catalog. Maybe the way society has changed or the way the internet has changed, the way we find some things to be funny that didn't used to be or vice versa, who knows? It, 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 our outlook has changed. The perception of the world has probably changed over time. Therefore, something that seemed hysterically funny seven years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, might be a little corny or not so funny now. Um, and I gotta be honest with you. I heard, I listened to a lot of music. I heard a lot of tracks and songs in all of these libraries that were dated sounding, um, not fresh, not cool. And I was sitting there thinking, why would these libraries keep these things in their catalog? It makes them look bad. When you go down the list, and I did under some of these categories where I'd listened to like 20 or 30 things, and I'm thinking, why would they leave that in there? That's going to give me a bad impression if I listen very long to that playlist of possibilities. Um, I get it because I'm in the business. I'm on the business side of the business, and a lot of these people are, are either, well, some of them are close friends of mine. They're really smart people, and they're really good business people, and they're certainly not dum-dums. But yet they've got old tracks in there that I believe take away or, or leave a bad impression. If you get that far down the list, or even maybe the bad tracks start showing up, old tracks, dated tracks, start showing up early, uh, in the playlist, that would leave me with the impression of, eh, that library's not that good, I might not come back there. So I'm gonna be reaching out. We are now starting to do monthly Zooms with many of our library clients, and I'm gonna let them know about my experience and suggest to them that they start taking a seriously good look at some of their genres, some of their categories, and think about refreshing them. I did that years ago, probably like, eight, nine, ten years ago where I reached out to a bunch of libraries and said, dude and dudettes, your orchestral stuff sounds so dated now because the sample libraries have gotten so much better and you've got pieces that from a compositional standpoint are great, but just from a, an engineering and production standpoint, they don't sound great. And so I got them to run a bunch of new listings to freshen up the orchestral side of their catalog. I think they need to do that with a lot of aspects of their catalogs. And I understand they probably, you know, maybe that piece of music has earned them good money in the past. So they leave it in there. They don't want to reach out to the person whose music it is and say, sorry, we're taking this out of our catalog. Or maybe they're thinking about someday when they sell the catalog that they want as many tracks in there as possible or songs because they get paid by, you know, your average piece of music earns $172 a year and you've got 8,000 pieces of music. That's how they start calculating what a catalog is worth when it comes time to buy or sell one. So maybe there's something to be said for volume, even if the stuff is old and dated sounding. Anyway, um, so that's good news for you because 
Whoops, did I miss a page? Oh, the fact that there are bad titles in there is good news for you guys because today you're going to learn how to create killer titles that's really going to make your music stand out and hopefully land you on that short list of possibilities to get played against picture and get chosen and make money with your music. But first, I want to give you some titles that I did find before I gave up searching the music library sites just out of, like, it would take me a good week of eight-hour days to do it. I want to give you some titles that I found on these sites that I did think were really good. And some of these happened to be from taxi members whose names I saw in the catalog. So I was really, really tickled about that. So open your ears, listen to these. I think these are good titles. Um, these are for dramedy instrumental cue titles. Some Enchanted Sneaking, Cabana Capers, Steel and Cheese, Up to Something, Prank Time, I've Got a Secret, Caught in the Cookie Jar, that was one of my favorites, Don't Look Now, eh. Mischief in Suburbia. Gee, do you think that was inspired by, oh, uh, what was that show? Um, Oh, I can never remember the name of that show. The White Picket Fences, where people are always looking in the next-door neighbor's window. Um, something Housewives. What was it called? Uh, oh, well, I'm sure somebody will, will come up with that. Um, catch Me If You Can. Desperate Housewives. Thank you, Marion. <laughs> Marion, if I ever go out and do a live speaking tour again, I'm bringing you as my sidekick. Um, catch Me If You Can. That's a good one. This is a great one. I, maybe not the greatest title for um, telegraphing what the music sounds like, but I love the title. Dumb Dumb Conundrum. <laughs> um, getting into mischief. Cattywampus. There's a word. You could go an entire lifetime and never say cattywampus, but we all get the idea what it means. Here's one that telegraphs a couple of things. Dramedy in Istanbul. So you know it's a dramedy cue, and you know it's going to have a Middle Eastern flavor to it. I really like that one. Crafty Creeper. Curious Klutz. That would be good for physical comedy, right? Curiously Spooky. Not the most brilliant one, but it works. It tells you that it's spooky and that there's a little bit of uh, mystery to it. Curiosity. Um, and Mischief Maker. So those were all titles from libraries. Here are some more before um, I gave it up. These were for dark hip hop. <clears throat> I think both of these are really good. Hood Riders, R-I-D-E-R-Z, Hood Riders, right? You can picture some bad guys out to make trouble riding around one of those cars that bounces up and down, riding around the hood. Um, remember, this is for dark hip hop. And then Southside Beatdown. Well, we all know Chicago is famous for the South Side being a pretty dangerous place. Southside Beatdown. I like that title as well. Um, okay, these were under the international category from several libraries. I put together this list. Um, Forbidden City. We can kind of picture what that would work with. Japanese Spring, right? Easy. Kitchen Samurai. Um, the track that went along with Kitchen Samurai used kitchen utensils to create a percussive instrumental track. It was one of my all-time favorite cues. Brilliant. I actually sent it off to a, a friend of mine um, 
just wanted him to hear it because it gave a great example, first of all, being incredibly creative, but it also gave a great example of um, a developmental arc. Uh, and if you can do that with kitchen utensils, there you go. Country living. Um, I don't know how that one ended up on an international list because country living, you would think kind of easy breezy acoustic guitar, the world is a wonderful place, the sun is shining, the stuff is on the, you know, the sheets are blowing in the wind on the drawing thing out in the backyard. I don't know that that really fit under international, so I put it in there just to draw attention to that. Um, summer party, again, I don't know why those two made it onto an international list, but they did. Um, this one's not international if you live in the U.S., but it's really good. Bourbon Street Hop. So you know it's New Orleans and it's hip-hop. Um, here's another one, um, American Soul Food. You know what that's going to sound like. Another one, Bahama Beats. Again, you know pretty much what that one's going to sound like. I love this one. Beats of Perfetto. Perfetto, not Perfecto, Perfetto, which probably means Perfecto. Um... Ankara Dramedy. There's another one from uh, the Middle East. Ankara Dramedy. You know what that's going to sound like. Um, all right, so that's enough of that. There was one more I'm not even going to mention. Okay, now we're moving on to tension cues that I actually, tension cue titles that I actually found in many libraries and built this little list. Tension Headache, TikTok Tension. You can tell that one's going to designate the passage of time. The tension has arisen because time is running short, most likely. Razor's Edge, Pressure Cooker, Uneasy Streets, <laughs> Newsroom Tension Bed. Maybe not the most exciting title you've ever read because, you know, we're not trying to create titles that are necessarily catchy. You want them to catch the editor's attention, but they don't necessarily have to be like, oh, that's a brilliant title. Um, newsroom Tension Bed tells you what you can expect. Ambushed. Approaching Doom. Behind the Door. Uneasiness. Simple but effective. Lying in Wait. And I like this one, Around Every Corner. Oh, and then we had two more. Made it to the next page. God, i got to pick up the pace. I'm on page nine. I've got 28 pages today. Unsettling Truth. And Now We Wait. Not bad, right? Uh, I had to look really hard to find those. I, I thought that especially the big boy libraries with huge staffs of people uh, would have people that did nothing but, you know, refine titles. No, there were plenty of bad titles. Um, I was really depressed. I, I honestly thought that I was going to have to can this show for this week because how could I possibly come up with enough good titles to show you guys what good titles are? Um, there had to be a better way to find some great examples that would teach you how to create better titles for your music so that your music would catch a video editor's scanning eye. And now, oh, do I have, oh, damn, I keep forgetting to put a drum roll on my sound effects gizmo. Um, no, hold on. Ah, it's Barry, forget it. No drum roll. Um, I'm about to show you something that is pretty revolutionary for finding great titles for your instrumental tracks and songs that you would like to get licensed. This is so good that all the people doing sync videos on YouTube will be copying this in short order. I guarantee you, guarantee you, just remember where you heard it first, okay? 
Uh, I think I'm the first person to jump on this subject. Um, I, I searched high and low on the internet and YouTube, couldn't find anybody else touching it. So just remember, when you see other people copying it, do me a favor, stroke my ego a little bit, go on there in the uh, comments under their thing and just put it, uh, say something like, oh yeah, I saw this on Taxi TV last week. You know, stick the knife in, turn it a little bit for me, all right? So how do I know I'm the first to cover this? I'm telling you, last night at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, after working all day, my eyes were literally like cross-eyed. Um, I was cranky, I was wired on caffeine. But I looked and I looked and I looked. I couldn't find anybody else talking about it. So are you ready to be armed with an incredibly powerful way, a powerful tool that can make creating great titles for your music that will generate more income? Um, who is 477? First of all, nobody calls me Mike. And 477, we don't give, we don't tell you who these people are. All I can tell you is that they have incredible resumes that would shock you. All right, have I given it enough suspense, enough buildup? The secret to creating great titles is artificial intelligence. AI, baby. Everybody's talking about it. People are scared to death of it but I found it to be an incredibly useful tool for um, creating great titles. Here's some unedited, exam unedited examples. I am reading you the complete list of all these searches that I did. Um, and just remember, this first one is not a great example. I learned how to use AI better as I used it more often. I spent hours doing this. And like every 15 minutes, I got, oh, I'm doing it better now. Um, okay, so these are, I asked AI, I think I did this one. I was using a couple of different tools, but I think I did this one on chat GPT, which there's a free version that's pretty darn good. Um, what are some potential title, titles for dramedy instrumental cues? Okay, um, bittersweet symphony, awkward tension, whimsical heartache sardonic smile, nervous laughter. So by this time, I'm looking at this list going, clearly dramedy is not a word that is all that common to the rest of the world. Is it common to, uh, is it common to TV producers? Yeah. Is it common to the people making music, instrumental cues for those TV shows? Yeah. But, you know, if you walk up to the average person on the street and say, what's a dramedy? They might not know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I'm right. So I'm thinking AI um, hasn't met a lot of drama <laughs> in its life. Um, okay, uh, let me keep going on this list. Uh, nervous laughter, melancholy merriment, quirky melancholia, colia, colia, tenuous optimism, eh, uh, wistful wit, eh, sarcastic serenade, eh, Cynical charm, it, it clearly doesn't know what dramedy really is. It doesn't know that dramedy, you know, is kind of almost invented during the Desperate Housewives series. Um, delicious dissonance, playful pathos, bittersweet banter, hopeful irony, moody mirth. <laughs> Sounds like a character from uh, Harry Potter. Um, Lighthearted lament, 
sorrowful satire and ironic innocence, right? So I was thinking, well, that was a bad idea. I guess I'm going to have to postpone the show a week or so and just spend an inordinate amount of time doing research for better titles. But then I did this search, and I went ding, ding, ding. Uh, do I have it? No. Um, you'll see. I told ChatGPT, suggest titles for cocktail jazz instrumental cues. It knew what cocktail jazz was. And the titles that it spit out, and I want your opinion when we're done, if, if you think these are good, as good as I do, After Dark, Cocktail Jazz. Blue Skies Lounge, Cocktail Jazz. Smooth Sipping. Um, elegant Evenings, that's a good one. Jazzed Up Cocktails, The Art of Mixology. Swanky Soiree, it's alliterative. It tells you what kind of music you're probably going to hear. Check this one out, Sophisticated Sips. Chic and chill, eh. A toast to jazz, kind of good. Midnight martinis. Cool cats in the lounge. Mellow moods. Uh, velvet vibes. Jazz on the rocks, I like that. Cocktail hour jazz. <laughs> it may not be the you know cutest, funniest one, but it tells you what you're gonna hear. Swinging spirits. Smooth talk. Retro Lounge, um, and Jazzed Up Nights. What do you guys think? I got a woe from Jesse J. Peck. Um, drunk on a Steinway, thank you. Peter Rahill, the only guy I know that's actually funnier than AI. <laughs> uh, not bad. Uh, no cheesier than usual. There you go. Yeah, reminds me of a talent. Yep. Glenn Ruger, I agree with you. I think it's going to be huge. And remember where you heard it first. So then I decided to take a break because I felt a little relieved, like, man, there's hope. I, I don't have to spend a week of eight-hour days going through all these libraries looking for good titles that I can give you guys as examples. So I turn on the break, or I turn on the TV during the break. HGTV was on. Not a fan, personally. My wife loves it. Um, I get forced to watch it sometimes with her. There are a couple shows that I can tolerate, but on my own, I'd never pull it up. For whatever reason, that was still left on the TV. Had some workers working on a house. So I ran back to my computer and I searched original titles for instrumental cues about getting work done. And the titles it gave me were Work Mode. Productivity Boost, Get It Done, Power Through, Focus and Finish. That's what I wanted to do last night working on this stuff. Task at Hand, really good titles. Steady Progress, Grit and Grind, Goal Getter, play on the words, Go Getter, Goal Getter. Um, on the Grind, can't say that I love that one necessarily. Momentum Building. Rise and Grind, cute. Uh, workhorse. Hustle and Flow. 
work ethic, success drive, ambition ignition. That was cute. Working wonders, efficiency symphony, and conquer and achieve. So I think that most of those were pretty darn good. I'm honestly, those 20 were on the whole better than much of what I heard um, or what I saw on music library sites. So then I didn't go back. I didn't watch HGTV, but I decided to search for heartwarming instrumental cues. And here's what I got. Warm embrace, gentle touch, tender moments. I mean, you, you could see these on a list and pretty much know what the music is going to sound like, right? Softly soothing, loving memories, heartstrings, heartfelt emotion. Um, and remember, we're not looking for titles that are going to win an award. We're looking for titles that are, are going to telegraph what the music is probably going to sound like to the person who's choosing the music. Um, love's Journey, Gentle Heart, Cozy Comfort, Dreamy Serenade, Endearing Melody, eh. um, Radiant Love, Blissful Serenity, Sweet Harmony, Intimate Moments, Calming Aura, eh. Um, emotional connection and affectionate memories. Now remember, those were all four heartwarming instrumental cues. And again, yeah, it's great if you can come up with a cue that's got a really cute, catchy title that you're going to get an A from your poetry teacher or somebody on. But really, the main goal, it doesn't matter if it's corny or if it's boring or if it's kind of mundane. What matters, it's like... Music, just because music, a piece of music is great, doesn't qualify it to land in a TV show. It's got to be right for the scene, right? So right can beat great. Um, same thing with titles. Uh, the right title can beat a great title, but a right title that's also great that gets the eye of the person scanning the list. They're scanning. They've got five minutes to find a piece of music audition several, or put together a short list, audition several, find one they think works, um, lay it in, maybe not start it right at the beginning, maybe start it right after, you know, like the second eight bars, or maybe start it after the B section, right on the head of the B section. They're going to do all that in a few minutes. So you need a title that reaches out, grabs them by the head, slams their head into their computer and goes, there's a possibility. So then I search for original titles for hopeful instrumental cues. I'm going to pick up my pace a little here. Brighter Days Ahead, Rising Sun, Hopeful Horizons, Inspiring Progress, New Beginnings, Courage to Dream, Clear Skies, Reaching for the Stars, Breaking Through, Stepping Stones. Remember, these are for hopeful instrumental cues. Fertile Ground, Growing Strong, Promising Future, Moving Forward, Overcoming Obstacles, Resilience Rising, like that one, Positive Outlook, Optimistic Vision. These aren't sexy, but they do tell you what the music's probably going to sound like. Brave New World, Aldous Huxley, Huxley must love them for that, uh, and Hopeful Tomorrow. So, again, 
they may not win any awards for great writing, but they may win the ultimate award, which is getting more of your music licensed because somebody happened to see your title and went, I know what that's going to sound like. Here's some suggested titles. So I asked it to suggest original titles, um, and I found by putting the word original in there that it did better, um, for seductive instrumental cues. Okay, Midnight Rendezvous, Sensual Groove, Tempting, tempto, tempting Tempos, Sultry Nights, uh, Erotic Ambience, <laughs> Smoky Seduction, Sensuous Serenade, Luscious melodies, passionate rhythms, alluring tones, intense heat, fiery emotion, seductive intensity, desires flames. You know, I guarantee if you took this, any of these lists, and compared them to what the, you would find in many of these libraries, this list would beat it. Um, intimate interlude, sensual delight, tantalizing temptation and irresistible urges. <laughs> Sexy sushi. Um, yeah, not going to touch that. Um, here's some suggested original titles for epic instrumental cues. I was really happy with this one. Uh, Rise of the Titans. Legends Unleashed. Remember, these are for epic instrumental cues. Battle Cry. Epic Adventure, Grand Journey, uh, Epic Proportions, Monumental Quest, Mythical Odyssey, The Great Expedition, Majestic Triumph, The Epic Battle, The Quest for Glory, Epic Empires, Colossal Conquest, The Hero's Journey, Epic Destiny, The Titan's Legacy, Epic Encounter, The Final Confrontation, and last but not least, Majestic Odyssey. Um, again, not so bad. And you know, you, you could see something on this list and go, that one describes my piece of music pretty well, but I might want to add a word to it or change it up a little. What if you just use the list as a starting point to come up with your titles? Um, I'm telling you, I was underwhelmed by a lot of the titles that I saw in libraries. I, I can't believe that some of these libraries are either so inefficient or so lazy that they don't get the titles better when they're doing the ingestion of the music. Um, I was very happy with, with this group. Um, suggested original titles for newsroom style instrumental cues. Breaking news, duh. Headline Hustle, Newsflash, On the Beat, Up to the Minute, Pressing Matters, Deadline Drama, like that one, Front Page Focus, Investigate, <laughs> I can't say this word, Investigative Insight, Investigative Insight, there we go, the American pronunciation, um, Reporters at Work, Action News, Live from the Scene, News Cycle, Current Affairs, Breaking Developments, Top Story, Coverage Continues, uh, Anchors Away, get it? That one was a pun, Anchors, like a news anchor. Uh, 
So apparently uh, ChatGPT or whichever one I use for this um, has a sense of humor. In the spotlight and finally the daily scoop. Pretty good, right? So you guys, I see you guys in the chat room are trying to, um, yeah, trying to beat it and, and you could, but um, what a great starting point or, you know, what if you can't beat it? What if you're just brain dead like I was last night at 11 o'clock after working all day, literally from morning till 11 p.m.? It's hard to come up with a good title. Um, so there you go. Uh, how about uh, suggested original titles for determined instrumental cues? These were pretty good. Unstoppable Force, Determined Resolve, Unwavering Strength, Perseverance Personified. I like how some of them are alliterative too. Relentless Drive, Unbreakable Will, Resilient Spirit. I mean, these are really good. Steely Determination, not going to win any contests or awards for, you know, really crafty titles. Are they good titles to tell an editor who's scanning a list what the music is probably going to sound like and be appropriate for? Absolutely. Indomitable, <laughs> indomitable, persistence. <laughs> um, unyielding courage. Unshakable resolve. Unrelenting fortitude. Unwavering conviction. Was stuck in the un category there for a minute. Iron Will. I think there's a movie by that title. Enduring Tenacity. Unstoppable Momentum. Uncompromising Dedication. Unbeatable Power. Unshakable Confidence. And Unbreakable Determination. And remember, all these were supposed to indicate that this is music that would be good for a scene uh, about being determined. Determination. And then I thought to myself, self, that worked pretty darn well for instrumental cues. How will it do for songs? Well, let me tell you, not so bad. And here we go. Here's a search I did for original titles for songs about determination. Remember, last thing we listened to was instrumentals about determination. This is for songs. And I think a couple of these might be repeats. Um, unstoppable Force, Unwavering Resolve, Steadfast Determination, Enduring Spirit, Unyielding Drive, Perseverance Pays, yes it does, uh, Relentless Pursuit, Resilient Heart, Unshakable Will, Burning Desire, Grit and Glory, Unbreakable Bond. Hmm, not sure about that one. Um, tenacity Triumphs, there's Iron Will has appeared again. Indomitable Force appeared again. Unrelenting Passion, eh, is that one great for determination? No. Um, the Power of Persistence, Resolute Strength, Unbending Purpose, The Courage to Carry On. So you could actually, when you sit down, if you know that you're writing for a brief, and the brief is asking for songs about determination, I might generate the titles first and then find one like The Courage to Carry On and write my lyric based on that concept. Am I crazy? Well, I mean, does that make sense? <laughs> Let me rephrase that question. Um, all right, so I was into the whole idea of this is working well on songs. 
So I decided to ask for suggested original titles for songs about missing home. And this is what it gave me back. Long Way From Home, because home is, is a very, very popular concept in TV shows, mainly films, a lot of stuff about home. Um, so they always need songs about home. If you're ever stuck and you want to write something and you need a, 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 an idea, write a song about home. Leaving home, coming home, being stuck at home, whatever. Long way from home. Back to where I belong. Homesick heart. I miss home. Pretty rudimentary, but it tells you what it's about. Far away from home. Missing home blues. Homeward Bound. See, that's, I mean, it's corny. Missing Home Blues. Yeah, nobody's going to go, whoa, really inventive title. But you know it's the blues, and you know it's about missing home. If you got a scene where somebody's just down and out, and, and they can't get home, Missing Home Blues would certainly get your attention. Homeward Bound. Missing My Roots. Um, <laughs> that's what people say after they go to the, the hairstylist and get a dye job. I'm missing my roots. I don't know. This is all real. Trust me. You can tell by all the gray that's coming up on the sides. Um, where the heart is. A place to call home. Road weary and homesick. My old hometown. Return to my roots. Far from the family tree. Miles away from home. City lights, country nights. Really? <laughs> Missing those familiar streets. Dreaming of home. Heart stranded far away. I have to think about that one. Heart stranded far away. Hmm. And homeless heart. I mean, there are definitely a bunch of good ones in there. Um, here are song titles, original suggested titles for songs about loving life. If I remember correctly, this was a pretty good list. Um, life is beautiful. Living the dream. Love the life you live. In love with life. The good life. Life is a gift. I'm loving life. This life of mine. Life is for living. Every moment counts. Life in technicolor. Life, in, life is an adventure. Loving every minute. Life is a joy. Living for today. Love the journey. Dancing through life. The wonder of life. Life is a celebration and the sweet life. Again, those are for songs about loving life. Not so bad. Um, I should have gone into the taxi database and pulled up a bunch of taxi member song titles and done a comparison of titles created by humans, kind of experienced humans that are focused on this part of the industry versus a robot. Um, I, honestly, I think the robot might, might win. Um, here's some and nobody wants to hear that. Everybody's like, oh no, AI is going to steal my job. It's going to ruin my life. Well, I'd say it's time to figure out how to work with AI um, so that it doesn't steal your job. Here's some suggested titles for songs about feeling good, good vibes, feeling fine, positive energy, happy days. And then I got to this one and I went, ooh, walking on sunshine. So Katrina and the Waves, their title made it into this list. So then I started thinking, well, I do remember, I, I did some research on how AI works, very rudimentary, you know, early days research. And, and 
I was fascinated with how AI works. Um, have you seen the AI images? How fast, you know, you can come up with something in like 15 seconds. If you say, uh, one of the things I gave it to do was um, create a graphic image of a flying pig that's painted like a checker cap. And sure enough, it spit out an adorable high-res flying pig painted taxicab yellow with little checkers on it and cute little wings. Um, it was impressive. And I found out that how it does that is by scraping the internet and building a database of basically pixels. A pixel is one dot, if you will, inside of a drawing. So there are lawsuits going on from people that say, hey, you, you stole a pixel from my thing, you know, and, and that's intellectual property. Even though it's one pixel, it's kind of like, you know, stealing a snare sound from, from a song. It's your snare sound, assuming you didn't get it out of a, you know, a sample library. Um, so I thought, well, maybe this whole exercise has been for nothing because maybe my new best friend, AI, is just going out on the internet and scraping up titles that I haven't heard of yet, and I'm sitting here being all impressed of how incredibly appropriate they are for the task at hand. But then, after doing two or three dozen of these things, I figured out, no, the, these titles are not elsewhere to be found. There were a couple of exceptions. For the most part, they were nowhere to be found, and they certainly weren't in instrumental cues that I could find. Continuing on the list, um, after I have my little Katrina and the Waves scare, uh, suggested song titles for songs about feeling good, all smiles, blissful moments, pure joy, radiant feeling, sweet serenity, good times ahead, uplifting spirits, happy-go-lucky, the joy of living, sun-kissed soul, light and free, brighter days, the gift of happiness, life's little pleasures, and on top of the world. Um, here are some suggested titles for introspective songs. That was a tough one, introspective. How does a robot know what introspective is? Especially if it doesn't have like introspective in the title. But came up with some good stuff. Soul searching, quiet reflection, inner voices. I've been known to have some of those. <laughs> uh, into the unknown, reflections in time, searching for clarity. Not sexy, but it tells you what it's about. The road within, into the deep, dark night of the soul, looking within, a moment of solitude, inward journey. That one would definitely make the short list. Through the Mist, a eh, little ambiguous. Contemplations, not bad for, um, what did I say, introspective. Ooh, I should have thrown contemplative at it. Um, journey Inward, Inner Strength, The Deepest Thoughts, Mindscapes, Spirit Seeker, and Personal Pilgrimage. Um, Oh yeah, Marion says we're halfway over the mark for likes. Why only halfway? Come on guys, I worked really hard on this episode. Like it, please. <laughs> All right, here's some suggested song titles for songs about coming of age. I thought this one would be kind of hard, but did pretty well. Coming into my own, a new chapter, growing pains, steps forward, into the world, turning the page, blossoming youth, Learning Curve, I like that one. Finding My Way, Facing the Future, Paths Unseen, Beyond Childhood, Awakening, 
A Journey to Adulthood. <laughs> Maybe a little clinical on that one. Um, reaching for the Stars, a little ambiguous. Breakthrough, Uncharted Territory, Emerging Light, Escaping the Shell. What the hell does that mean? Okay, AI let me down on that one. Um, and A Fresh Perspective. Gosh, I'm on page 22. Don't forget, giving away a book. Um, suggested song original titles for going out on the town. Okay, because everybody knows that there are a lot of commercials made with songs about a gaggle of young people going out on the town, having a great time, drinking their favorite wine, or wearing their favorite sneakers, or whatever. So these are suggested titles for going out on the town that might be good, I'm thinking, for advertising. Party All Night, Nightlife Fever, um, Dancing Shoes, Hit the Town, Neon Lights, Good Times Rolling, City Nights, A Night to Remember, Let's Get Loud, Groove on the Move, eh. Midnight Madness, clubbing scene. Oh, I hope there weren't any seals involved in that. That would be horrifying. Dance floor magic. Buzzing and vibing. Nightfall rendezvous. Out on the prowl. Living it up. Bright lights and big sounds. Electric energy and after dark adventures. So I would say, yeah, most of those would work for um, songs about, you know, that you want an editor to scan and catch your title because it describes what the music is going to sound like. So what what would the editor have searched for? Um, think about that. Comedy? I mean, you know, that was one word to use as a search term. What is the search term for going out and living life to the fullest? Going out and partying with your friends. What's the search term for that? All right, um, suggested titles for party pop songs. And I thought that this one might throw it for a loop because now I'm asking it to include a genre and an adjective, I think. <laughs> party pop, I don't know, is that considered an adjective in that usage? Oh well, it doesn't matter. My English teacher's dead already. Um, and the first one it spit out was, let's get this party started. Uh, which is funny because my daughter and I actually jointly own getthispartystarted.com. That was a, a domain investment right there. Uh, let's get this party started. Gee, didn't somebody have a song by that title? But you know what? Uh, and then we have Shake It Off. Dance All Night. Turn Up the Music. Party People. Pump Up the Jam. Disco Fever. Woohoo! Denny Terrio, remember him? Electric Nights, Good Times Rolling, Pop Bottles, I like that one. For a song about, a party pop song, Pop Bottles, Keep the Party Going, Up All Night, Dance Floor Heat, Don't Stop the Beat, oh, there's a lyric, Let's Celebrate, Feel the Vibe, All Night Long, hmm, where have I heard that before? Bring the Noise, The Party Never Stops, and of course, wild and free. I love that you guys are in the chat room trying to beat the robot. Um, yeah, Shake It Off does sound so familiar. Um, tomorrow morning is going to be hell. 
Oh, man. Um, here are some suggested titles for songs about losing love. A very popular theme with uh, music supervisors that need songs for movies and, and scripted television. Brokenhearted, Letting Go, Ghost of Love, Love Lost, Heartbreak Avenue, When Love Dies, The Pain of Goodbye, Heart in Pieces, Farewell Love, Aching Heart, End of an Era, Little Ambiguous, Missing You, <laughs> Thank You John, what was his name? Uh, yeah, uh, The Wounds of Love, The Aftermath of Love, The Echo of Your Love, Emptiness Inside, The Cost of Love, The Weight of Loss, <laughs> that one's a little strange, The Weight of Loss, um, The String of Regret, boy, AI was really <laughs> I was having a rough time with this one. Um, the String of Regret? What the hell is that? And then The Long Goodbye. All right. Uh, I threw it, and honestly, I was trying to throw it curveballs because I really wanted to, you know, put it to the test. Um, so I, I threw it, uh, asked it to suggest original titles for songs about familial love. Familial love. And I'm not talking like incestual love, familial, you know, familial like, my mommy loves me. Um, a mother's love. Blood is thicker than water. Family ties. Home is where the heart is. Gee, there's never been a song written by that title before. A father's embrace. Um, no comment. A sister's love. Together we stand. Roots and wings. I thought that one was unusual. A family tree. A brother's bond. Always and forever. Through thick and thin. Family comes first. The circle of love. Generational love, there's a sexy title. Um, in this together, family strength, the love of our lives, ties that bind, and family forever. So there were some good ones in there. That list didn't do so well, but again, uh, familial love, is, is there another way to say that that might work better with the AI? So what I found, and this is not a surprise, um, is the better the input, the better the output. Garbage in, garbage out. We all know that. So, you know, don't blame the AI entirely if you're not getting the result you want. Maybe you need to not give it garbage in. Um, here's some suggested titles for songs about falling in love. Love at First Sight, Head Over Heels, Cupid's Arrow, Enchanted Love, A Heart Full of Love, When You're Near, Dancing on Cloud Nine, Love Struck, All Consuming Love, Sounds a little obsessive, right? Heartbeat Serenade, Magic in the Air, Falling for You, Swept Away, Love's Embrace, The Rush of Love, Destiny's Path, Two Hearts Beat as One, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Where have I heard that before? Um, in Your Arms, Perfect Harmony. So it throws me when I see like Crazy Little Thing Called Love, is it just going and digging up old titles? But no, when I tested it, uh, and took some of these, I, I couldn't find that that was the case. Um, here are some suggested original titles for songs about breaking free, breaking the chains, rise above, fly away. And I'm not talking literally breaking free. I'm talking about, you know, like emotionally breaking free. Um, breaking point, freedom's call, breaking out, breaking through, breaking the mold, out of the cage, break away, Break free, breaking free, escape the shadows. I'm not sure about that one. Into the light, 
breaking the barrier, find my way, excuse me, rise up and shine beyond the horizon, breaking the limits, embrace the unknown, free to be me. So I would say about 40% of those, but you know what? <laughs> Type in a command and wait 10 seconds and you've got, you know, four, five, six on this list that are pretty darn good. Glenn Ruger, ooh, he said, breaking wind. Oh man, now we've been reduced to doing fart jokes in the chat room. Thank you for paying attention. Um, here's some original titles for songs about self-love, okay? Um, and, and no, Glenn Ruger and Ken Mesford, please don't touch this one, all right? Leave it alone, guys. Act like grown-ups. Uh, suggested titles for uh, original titles for songs about self-love. Love Yourself First, I Am Enough, Self-Acceptance, Finding My Own Way, Inner Strength, Embrace Your Flaws. <laughs> I've got that on a post-it on the bathroom mirror. Um, unconditional Love, Self-Discovery, Rise and Shine, True to Myself, Self-Empowerment, um, Self-Love Affirmation, that sucks. <laughs> Celebrate Me, that's actually a good one. Soul Searching, Radiant Self-Love, eh. uh, Beautifully Imperfect, Self-Care Anthem. <laughs> that's from Anthem Blue Cross Health Insurance where um, they don't reimburse you to go to a doctor, so it's just all about self-care, <laughs> self-care. Shine from within, be your own kind of beautiful, um, and self-love revolution. So what I found was it's not perfect, but it's getting there very quickly. And, and absolutely, you can use AI to um, Use it to give yourself ideas. Maybe just use a title. It's not going to give you 100% perfection um, every time. But as you heard, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And frankly, again, I was shocked, literally shocked by how many bad titles I found in prestigious libraries all over the industry. Uh, and frankly, I was shocked by how much there wasn't a lot of like, oh my God, that music is horrible in these catalogs. But we get pushed pretty hard by Taxi's clients to, you know, always keep the bar high. We, we can find pretty darn good all day long. Find a stuff that's better than pretty darn good. Well, trust me when I tell you, there's a lot of pretty darn good stuff in a lot of catalogs out there. It was really kind of disappointing and heartbreaking. Um, I will say that a lot of the pretty darn good but not amazing stuff that I heard sounded like it was like 7 to 10, maybe even 15 or 20 years old in some cases. Uh, and if I owned those libraries, I would seriously consider going in and doing some pruning. Uh, but then there are the, you know, the legal issues do you, uh, and the time issue because libraries make their money when they're, they're pitching and, and getting stuff used. Um, do they want to spend the time or, you know, what about that thing that Michael Lasko would have pruned because it just sounds embarrassingly old and dated and it doesn't make the library look very good to new clients or old. Um, how much time does it take to prune? A lot. Maybe they could use AI to prune the catalog. There you go. Um, and then how much time does it take to reach out to the people whose music uh, you're pruning? Do you just it wouldn't be ethical, in my opinion, to 
take something out of circulation, but not kill the contract, the, the agreement that you've got with the person who created it. If you're not going to represent their music or make it available anymore, they need to know about that and they should have the ability to get all their rights back, uh, all their ownership back. So I don't know. It, nothing is ever as simple as it seems. Um, but I am curious, how do you guys feel about this now that we've been through, you know, a few hundred titles maybe? Um, any viewer comments or questions? I've still got 10 minutes left. And yes, I am going to give a book away. I'm holding on to that book. We'll do it in a minute or two here. Um, did you guys think that this was as valuable a tool? And remember, these are the early days. And again, maybe I just wasn't using the AI all that well, but even though I was just learning, it was giving me a lot of very usable stuff. Uh, Glenn Ruger, Jesse Peck, Jesse J. Peck says, worth exploring. It's a tool, a powerful one that should become better with time. Interesting, good information. Uh, Yeah, always double check the facts and the names uh, closer to the singularity. Uh, I loved it. Need all the help I can get with my title. Some great ideas. Uh, well, will the, <laughs> the title be copyrighted by AI? I don't think so. Um, what are the legal implication, uh, implications of using AI in songwriting? That is beyond my pay grade. You'd have to talk to them. You, you know what? There are people trying to figure this stuff out. They don't know. They don't know. Um, YouTube channel, yeah, generic. We're not, We remember the goal, the singular goal is to have somebody scanning a list, look at a title and go, I bet that's gonna solve my problem. They're not looking for necessarily, ooh, that person created a really nifty title or, or that's the most amazing song I've ever heard. They're looking for music that solves a problem for them in the pro whoops sorry um, and the problem is will this song enhance the mood or the emotion the action or the energy and that, that's the goal um, okay so any other comments here well a lot of uh, Peter Lalosa says, great idea. I tried it while you were speaking. Peter, how could you do something other than pay 100% attention to me? Oh, I'm so insulted. <laughs> anyway, good. You tried it. And, and uh, I lost you on the, on the chat, but you tried it. And you said something to the effect of definitely gave you some good ideas. Um, I tried it while you were speaking as an idea generator, great concept. Um, there are millions of titles in the library. Can all of them be unique? Of course not. Come on. I, I don't think there are very many unique titles out there in the world at all. Um, yeah, and I don't know that they need to be unique, do they? Um, couldn't there be, you know, five things with the same title in 20 or in five libraries could be um
Heidi Owen says she was paying 100% attention. Thank you, Heidi. Nice to be loved. Anyway, um, Marion Laird says there are at least three other novels the same title as mine, uh, No Place to Run. There you go. What happens if your titles are already in the library? The library ownership uh, or person running the library would tell you that and ask you for an alternate or see if they could suggest one. Um, I was definitely using ChatGPT. I was using another one that I'd never heard of, and unfortunately I closed the tab on it, so I'd have to go back and research. Jesse, I'm not sure. I would say 60 to 70% of this was done with ChatGPT 3, not 4. Um, show was very inspirational tickled my funny bone thanks um yeah chat gp3 chat gpt3 um is available for free and when you google it and click on the link it'll take you to um is open source a dot ai i believe just doing that from memory um okay Yeah, good point. Thank you, Peter, for agreeing with me, because uh, I, I really want to stress that. It's a good point about focusing on getting the attention versus getting the perfect title. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, that's the goal, is to have, remember, don't get the image out of your head. Uh, a video editor um, scanning a really long list of titles and just going, Boop, you know, and, and either marking them somehow on the list or dragging them off to a little subfolder. Um, however, each person does it. But you know, we've covered this, I think, three times um, with a, a really high-level reality TV editor at the Road Rally, both at the um, virtual Road Rally and the physical Road Rally, where she actually had it up on a nine-foot by twelve-foot screen and actually did it and, and used a real music library that we got permission to use. Obviously, we couldn't do that um, very effectively online. Um, the copyright issue would just be a bitch to deal with. But um, what was her name? Laurel Ostrander, one of the best speakers we have ever had on stage or on screen for the virtual road rallies. She's just such a nice person, so smart, so articulate, and a great teacher. And she explained the process super well. Uh, Martin Frog says, Laurel O. Rocks. Yes, she does. Um, Nelson Ortiz says, ChatGPT wrote me lyrics and chord progression to go along with the lyrics, and it wasn't too bad. Um, okay. Anyway, let's give away a book. So how we're going to do this... Um, Honestly, if you're outside of the U.S. or Canada, it's so expensive to send a book that um, I would be really grateful for those of you who live in far, far, far away places on other continents. Seriously, we could spend like $50 sending a $30 book and you're thinking, well, why not send me um, a digital one? You can't buy or no, we've done that where we gave somebody like a $30 gift card to go buy the book and they didn't. So we stopped doing that. Um, all right. So what we're going to do is everybody's going to type a plus one one time. Don't sit there and go plus one, plus one, plus one. That's just not cool. 
plus one one time, then Liz is going to take the fickle finger of fate, go shut her eyes, go up and down the list, and go bink, and hopefully she picks somebody in the U.S. or Canada, and we can send them Steve Barden's incredible book. Um, I miss seeing that. When I was a kid, man, midnight rolled around. That's what you saw on all three TV networks. Um, all right. You ready, set, go. Plus ones, people. Yeah, if you have it already, thank you for saying that, Carol. Um, see the name Mauricio in there reminds me there's a fishing guide that I use in Cancun I, I there's a certain kind of fishing that I do which is for tarpon snook permit and bonefish either on the flats or in the backwaters like in Everglades type situations in the mangroves and uh, there's a guide that I use in Cancun I go there every few years and his name is Mauricio and so one time he's taking this big old cast net. He's standing on the bow of the boat. It's like a little 19-foot boat, the ones with the little platform in the back where they stand there and they pull you along the flats. And uh, he says, here, you drive the boat, uh, and I'm going to cast the, the net. And we're like three feet away from the mangroves, so he's got to be really accurate when he casts his six-foot wide net. And we're doing that to catch little bait fish um, that are about the size of a sardine in a can. And so... <laughs> You would think that forward would be fast, you know, go and fast, drive and faster, and that reverse would be back or slower. So he gets up there on the deck, the boat's at standstill, and I tried to put it into forward, and Mauricio went off the front of the boat. I threw it into reverse a little too quickly by accident. Mauricio went off the front of the boat into the mangroves and had the net over his head. Mauricio was not very happy with me. <laughs> Thank you for those kind words, Robbie and Andre. Yeah, you know, now that the weather's getting warm, it's almost time for me to get my butt on a plane and come up and have you teach me how to fly fish properly. I've got a really good side cast. My overhead cast just is laughable and pathetic. Um, Keith Sumner is the big winner. Yay, Keith, here's what you have to do. Email Liz at taxi.com. That's Liz, L-I-Z, at taxi.com, and we will send you out this very copy of this book. Liz, it's sitting on my desk for when the show's over. Um, thank you for watching, guys. Uh, I, I'm really happy that you seem to enjoy this and that we learn this stuff together. Um, like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm sure that by, what's today, Monday by Friday, there will be five other videos out there about using ChatGPT or AI in general for coming up with titles. So remember, 
Give them a little poke in the ribs and, and go in their comments and say, I heard this on Taxi TV first, because I could find no evidence that anybody else is doing that. Um, so yay me. Humility is not my strong suit. Um, and don't forget, subscribe to this channel if you're already not a subscriber so that you can get more great content like this. And if you thought today's show taught you a little something, give us a like. Um, the algorithm, the AI algorithm at YouTube really likes it when you guys like us. Um, oh, didn't I write down what next week's show is going to be about? Oh, yes, I did. Don't forget to join us next week to learn about the most common forms many instrumental cues are in. I mean, there are many ways to bastardize a form, but there are a few that get used most of the time. So it, it might be a short show, but it's going to be a really good show. And that's it. Really glad that you like this show on how the right titles make more money for your music. And I will see you next week for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye, you guys. Keith LeBrand, the best. <laughs>